You're listening to the What the Junk Podcast with Megan Rage. I am on borrowed time right now. It is a shit show in this house. Oh my gosh, Brett's so busy at work. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go upstairs and record my podcast. Can you take Benny out in a half an hour just to buy me some time? And I was just getting ready to hit record. And he comes into the studio and he's like, I have to go. I was like, what? I went downstairs, took Benny out again, probably earlier than he needed to go. And he did his whole, uh, you know that he doesn't need to go when he walks and pees. How do you stop them from doing that? That is so annoying. But it's just chaos in here right now. So now I have to do my podcast with the door open. I'm going to leave the door open. I'm going to leave the door open. Okay, that one was real bad. Um, I have to leave the door open so I can make sure that I can hear Benny. Brett came home earlier from doing another job and fell through the door and now there's a huge hole in the wall so that's fun all I can think about are all the spiders that are living in the wall that are now probably crawling out of the hole and into the house yesterday Brett took Benny for a walk around the block so this morning I got him good and tired out did a peloton took him out of his playpen again played with him again outside and then I was like just about to take a shower and then get ready to do the podcast and I was like you know what I'm gonna take him for a walk around the block obviously holding him because he can't touch the ground he gets his last shot on April 19th so he can start walking outside around April 25th I was like you know what I'm gonna go walk him down the street so he can meet his aunt that he hasn't met yet I really underestimated how hard it was gonna be to walk with a 13-pound dog, I don't know, maybe like a mile round trip. I had a leash on him, obviously, so that I could keep a hold on him just in case he did get out of my arms, but it's super windy outside today, so he is just so curious, his head going every which way, smelling everything as we, as it like blows by his face. And now I tried to tire him out, but instead I'm pretty sure he tired me out. I can't even think straight right now. And all I can think about is, oh my God, please don't pee in your crate. Please don't pee in your crate while I'm doing this. Okay, so this is not, the last couple episodes you guys have been lucky. Or you haven't been lucky. I'm not really sure. They've been really long. Like my episodes have been over an hour. Today, probably not going to be the case. I would expect about 45 minutes starting now. You guys want to hear something funny? All these years, I give Chuck water out of the Brita. And Brett's always like, you don't need to give Chuck water out of the Brita. He doesn't need filtered water, especially now that he has a, a water fountain that's filtered. But it's just easier. And the water's cold. And I want to give him nice water. Brett has been giving Benny the Brita. And I'm like, why can Benny get, why is it okay for Benny to get the Brita? But it's like such a travesty for Chuck to get Brita water. And he's like, it's just more convenient. And I'm like, exactly. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Thank you. Thanks. I wouldn't say things with Benny are getting easier. Not enough to to notice. I'm still so tired. I feel like I'm still taking him out to pee every 40 minutes. He's chewing on everything. But we did find some treats that he really likes. I found them at Home Goods of all places. They're less than four calories. They're just like little cheese puffs, Cheeto puffs, basically, but they're for dogs. There's like five ingredients in them and he loves them. And the cutest thing ever is him chomping on these little Cheeto puffs. I found it at Home Goods for $3.99. Then I ordered it from Chewy. Um, and it was buy three, get one free. Now, let me ask you something. I put three in my cart and expected to get four. Three in my cart because it's buy three, get one free. I get them yesterday and there's only three in the box. And I'm like, should I have added the, is this stupid? Am I dumb? Should I have added the fourth one? Because I didn't get a fourth one. So I reached out to Chewy and I was like, hey, I got these treats. 
buy three, get one free, but I only got three. Was I supposed to add the fourth one to the cart? And they said yes. So they're going to ship me another one, which is great. But I mean, the more you know, I, I guess I don't really, I mean, I guess where, where else do you put things in your cart and get stuff for free? I can't really think of any other instance or online shop where that happens. But I feel like common practice is just they put it in your cart for you. Or am I totally off base here? But he loves them. So we started obedience training with him. Well, I wouldn't really say obedient. It's more like puppy training, just the basics. You know, we started on Sunday um, with this guy named Nick. His business name is Consistent Canine. I can give you his Instagram if you're interested because I know so many people that have puppies right now. And it went really well. The car ride wasn't the best, (laughs) but we learned a lot from him. And I think he cleared up a lot of the like conflicting ideas we've had in our heads. And so we've been really putting a lot of things that he told us into practice right now. We're working on like name recognition, marking when he does a good job. So when he's distracted by something, calling his name and walking backwards, And then um, marking the good behavior by saying yes and with a treat. And then we he also told us, I mean, he everything that he says is a suggestion and how he does things for the most part. Right. So like he I asked him about the couch. I was like, he really Benny bites me when he's on the couch. And he was like, well, first of all, I wouldn't have him on the couch because that just shows him that he's equal to you right now when he's a puppy. No, later when he's an adult dog and he respects you and he knows that you're his pack leader, that's another thing. But right now I wouldn't do it. So we've had to stop him from getting on the couch. I've been walking him around the house with a leash more so that he doesn't go after Chuck. Brett doesn't so much walking around the house with a leash, but I've been trying to do it where I can. He really um, instilled in us that this that the crate is a safe place and to not feel bad if he's in there as long as we are taking him out and playing with him, which we are, and that puppies tire out really quickly. So, you know, five to 10 minutes every time he goes out for the bathroom and then back inside the crate. So I feel like a lot of people are making me feel bad for having him in the crate. A lot of people are also showing support, but the crate is where it's at. And he just really confirmed that for us and taught us a lot of really cool things that we're going to work on for the next couple weeks until our next training session. So I'm excited. I feel a lot more hopeful. I guess things have gotten better. I mean, he's still going to the bathroom in the house sometimes. Even when we take him out, sometimes I'll take him out like, and it'll be within 30 minutes and he'll go to the bathroom again. So I just can't really pinpoint. And the thing is, he doesn't notify us. Like he's not yelping or whining. He just goes and then moves on with his business. But he's really sleeping through the night for the most part. He loves his big new crate. It's not super big, but, you know, big enough for him to like really sprawl out. He still sleeps with his snuggle puppy, which every night I can hear him like chewing on something inside his crate. And all I can think about are the hand warmers that are inside the Velcroed stomach and the heartbeat that's battery operated. I'm like, when am I going to know that his teeth are strong enough to get through the Velcro threshold. And I, I just, you know, overthink, overthink, overthink. So um, hopefully there's like a clear sign when his teeth are stronger and when he starts ripping toys apart, I guess I'm going to have to take the snuggle puppy away or I'm just going to have to take the heartbeat and the hand warmers out of it because obviously I don't want him to eat 
either of those things this morning, Brett got up and went to the gym like super early. And it's so weird because I sleep like a rock normally. So little things don't wake me up. But with Benny, I guess people, I hear people say this when they have kids, like the littlest noise will wake them up. Well, the same with Benny. Um, Normally I would just sleep through this, but I heard like a dry heaving sound and he just got his third round of shots yesterday. So I was like, oh shit, it's almost been 24 hours. Like, should I be concerned? And so I spring out of bed and I'm like, is he choking on something? What's happening? And he just threw up like a little clear liquid and then of course ate it. And so I went back to bed and then like 30 minutes later, he started scratching at the side of his crate and I was up and then that's it. My day starts a lot sooner than it normally does. I've definitely been reaching my stand goal on my Apple watch. And just like I'm more active in general, but I've been off for so long. And you know, when you're home, I don't know, you'll watch a two hour TV show and I don't get off. I don't stand up for two hours. Well, now I'm standing up like every 30 minutes and walking around and playing with Benny. So I've noticed on my Apple watch that like I'm meeting my goal a lot easier. Like normally I have to reach, I, my move goal is 800. So I have to, I have to do a workout normally to reach that. But I've been reaching that just by fucking chasing after this goddamn dog. You know, what's also very annoying with Peloton. I think I've talked about this before. So when I got the Peloton, I linked my watch and the Peloton together. And at first, um, the Peloton, so after you're done doing a ride, you stop the workout on your watch and then it registers. And then the Peloton trumps whatever your watch registered, which was fine at first because I was new. So like, let's say I burned 300 calories on my watch, but then I, I stopped the workout on the Peloton and I burned 350. Well, my watch is going to register that 350. So I was like, okay, that's great. You know, then I really realized that my watch is the most accurate. But then what started happening is as I got better at the Peloton, my watch was showing that I was burning more calories in the Peloton. So I would stop a workout and I would burn like 400 calories on my watch, but then the Peloton would trump that with the 300 calories it was saying that I burned. So I took the Peloton off of my Apple Watch so that it didn't sink anymore. And then, of course, the opposite was happening. And I was like, I don't know which one to trust. So I added it again. And then I recently just took it off again. And now, I I mean, it's just so weird that when I seem to unsink the Peloton... For some reason, I burn more calories. Does does this make sense to anyone? It's just so frustrating. I don't understand it. So now I've removed Peloton completely from my watch. It doesn't register anything. I'm just going off my Apple Watch because that that does seem most consistent, right? It's going off my heartbeat. I mean, I don't know. I've also been counting calories, not like an unhealthy way, but... I've talked about Lindsay so many times on this podcast. She's a health coach, but not like, hey, drink my shakes type of thing. She's all about like healthy ways to achieve your goals, not feeling bullied into not eating certain type of foods. Like she just posted something yesterday about how people were getting shamed for ordering in and out, but then ordering a Diet Coke. And she's like, has anyone not taken into consideration that first of all, someone could like the taste of Diet Coke better? Instead of um, me just kind of guessing what she said, I could just read it. That would be helpful, right? So she said, um, things we want to limit in our diet are saturated fat, trans fats, and added sugar sugars. If we're going to eat some of these in a meal, we don't need to eat all of them. It's actually perfectly acceptable to pass on the added sugar in this meal. But she said, first, recognize why mocking people for what they order is crappy. It's an asshole thing to do. No one needs to justify what they're eating to you. If you want to help people, shame is a horrible way to do it. I'll actually repost this whole thread on my Instagram story. But she's posted before that, you know, she isn't the biggest fan of Whole30. And I appreciate her listening to the weeks where I'm talking about Whole30 and, you know, not 
she doesn't say she doesn't make me feel bad about it. She doesn't, you know, shame me in any way. She doesn't reach out and say like, hey, suggestion. Um, but I always have her in mind kind of when I'm thinking when I'm talking about things like that. Well, she recently posted something that made so much sense. And she was like, you know, Whole30, Keto, all of these different things. You're really just putting yourself in a calorie deficit. And I think back to when I was working out with this guy, Mark. He's my friend for years and he was a personal trainer and he would always put me on a meal program. And I always succeeded because I cut out alcohol, first of all. I didn't do anything with added sugars and I was on a calorie controlled diet. Although I know the dairy fucks me up. Let me tell you guys, my face is so broken out right now. And it's because I've, Brett and I, like we had my parents over this weekend and I had pizza with hella cheese on it. And I remember this happening last year after I stopped doing Whole30 and I kind of cycled back into normal life. My face went crazy. So I'm still trying to implement no dairy, no added sugars where I can. But it just made so much sense when she said, you know, following Whole30 is really just a calorie deficit. I'm eating less calories than I normally do. So instead of being so strict on myself and like cutting out things that I know I'm not going to cut out forever, I'm just counting my calories. And it's been so great. I've been doing it in my fitness pal. It's been so great for a lot of different reasons. Number one, it helps keep me accountable for like what I'm putting in my body. And it still has me reading labels and like really paying attention to what I'm eating. And I still do track on days that I am having like a massive, I don't want to use the word binge, but like this weekend, we got one speed after I talked about it last week. I was like, I'm really craving one speed. And I put in the calories or I put in the, you know, I put in my, what I ate into the app and it showed me how much this pizza that I decided to splurge on was really affecting my daily calorie goal. And let me tell ya, it just doesn't feel worth it to me. It's really an eye opener to put everything you eat into this app and see how much you're really eating in a day. One thing that I am confused on is like Brett was like, we should try to stay under 1500 calories. And um, I put it in the tracker. It does say like, how much do you weigh? How much do you want to lose? And it gives you a calorie amount per day based on how much you want to lose and like a safe way and healthy way to do it. So I think it gives me like 1630 calories a day, but then you add in exercise, you add in your steps and then the calorie intake goes up. And Brett's no health and fitness guru, you know, so I don't really I kind of took this with a grain of salt. But he was like, even though you do a Peloton and that gives you more calories to eat, you shouldn't do it. You should just stick with the calorie amount that it gives you at the beginning of the day with workout not included. So I need to do a little bit more research on that because I do like that working out gives me a little more room. Not that I'm following it super strictly. Like I'm like, I'm not like, oh, my God, I can't finish my dinner and I'm still hungry because I'm about to hit my calories. Like that's not how I'm doing it. It's just really helping me control like during the day I'm not eating five pieces of toast or like shoving eight scoops of peanut butter spoonfuls of peanut butter down my down my throat just because I'm bored. I've also really noticed that prior to this year I don't know what's shifted for me. Maybe Lindsay's posts. I mean I see them so often and they make so much sense but I really used to eat like I never thought I was going to taste good food again which is so bad. This weekend, Brett and I went to Home Depot, my favorite place, and we pulled into the parking lot, and I had had breakfast that morning. And I forget, what did I? I had breakfast. I don't remember what it was. But we pulled into Home Depot, maybe like two hours after I had that breakfast, and this was the day we were getting the one speed. And Brett goes, I'm starving. Now, me four months ago would have been like, ooh, I'm going to capitalize on Brett being starving, and we can go get something really yummy from somewhere. 
But why? I'm not hungry. So why would I do that? I am going to have good food again. I don't need to eat when I'm not hungry just because I like the taste of good food. I mean, that is a food addiction, plain and simple. So I really recognize that. And I've also really tried to like hone in and recognize when I'm full and I don't continue to eat just because I feel like I'm never going to have a bite of this amazing food again. Like I'm going to have it again. Pizza, going to have it again. Mac and cheese, going to have it again. Tacos, going to have it again. Now, I'm trying to stay Whole30 mostly during the week. By Whole30, I just mean less dairy. Like, I'm trying to sub the dairy, and I'm trying to do no added sugars. But on the weekend, this weekend, Brett found Mango Pepsi at Save Mart, and I've been dying to try Mango Pepsi. So I had one, and it was so good, so I had another. Like, is that ideal? No, but I'm not being super hard on myself either because Saturday is my day to splurge a little bit, but I'm still tracking my calories and I'm like looking at how bad it is and it makes me want to do it less and less as the weekends go on and I do think that I've been making good adjustments I was this wasn't even on my notes to talk about I don't really even know how I got here I started talking about the watch and the peloton sinking anyways my relationship with food has really changed if you have not I talked about Lindsay like probably at the beginning of this podcast if you want to follow her It is Lindsay, L-I-N-S-E-Y-L-E-V-Y on Instagram. And like I said, I'm going to post in my um, this episode with no spoilers. I'll post her screenshots so that you can and I'll tag her so that you can easily find her. I feel like these days I talk to my friends a lot about weight and working out and like how hard it is to shift weight and get into healthier habits and like, you know, friends that wish that they didn't crave a drink midweek and I was telling two of my friends that I talk to frequently about Lindsay's page and just how, you know, her posts help me, even if it's the smallest little, you know, thing that sticks with me and makes me change the way that I view food or diet habits. So I highly recommend checking out her page if you're in your 30s and like hating your body and hating that you just love food so much and that you can never stop eating. You know what's so annoying? When I get messages on Instagram... And they're like, fill me in. And I know they don't listen to my podcast. Fill me in on what's going on with this. I'm like, no, just listen to my podcast. Three people did that to me this week. Three people that I know don't listen to my podcast. Like, for sure I know. And they were like, fill me, like a screenshot of something from The Bachelor. Fill me in. I'm like, no, well, no. Episode 42, What the Chuck with Megan Rage. Go listen to it and that will fill you in. Like, I don't have time to type you in. Like, Google it. Go to Huffington Post, TMZ, Twitter. Utilize your resources. So I got the vaccine. I got the Moderna. I went to Rite Aid to get it. Um, not in a great area. And this guy came up to me right when I checked in, this homeless guy. And he was like, do you know where the bathrooms are? I'm going to shit my pants. And he was like holding his butthole. And I was like, no, I do not. And the people from Rite Aid told me to go wait in the lobby of like the little Rite, Rite Aid pharmacy area until someone was available. And I went over to the waiting area and it looked like it hadn't been cleaned since pre-COVID. So I did not sit down. I did not touch anything. It took like 30 minutes for someone to finally come out and get me. But while I was standing in line, there was a little bit of a, of a or while I was waiting in the area without touching anything, there was a few other people that joined me that had appointments after me. This one woman specifically, I didn't really like look, I didn't really look twice at her actually, but I just knew... I knew that she was there for the same. I I heard her. She was there for the same reason to get her vaccine. 
So she's standing like six feet behind me, maybe a little further. And it looks like we're forming a line. And so these two women walk up and they're um, Filipina women. And I know that because everyone that I used to work with at the bank was from the Philippines. And I, I just know, I just knew. And so they came up and they were like, they asked her if she was in line. And she said, no, I'm, I'm just waiting to get the vaccine. And they got full blown nosy on her ass. <laughs> They were like, oh, my gosh, how are you getting the vaccine? And what did you put down for your health qualifications? And what insurance do you have? And she was being coy with them, the lady that was standing in line to get the vaccine. She was like, well, you know, like you don't have to have insurance to get the vaccine. But they were just being so, oh, my God, they wanted to know everything, everything. And they kept questioning her and grilling her. And she finally said, I can get the vaccine because I'm obese. And they got real quiet. They were like, no, you're not obese. And she was like, yes, I'm. Yes, I am. And that's how I'm able to get the vaccine. They were like, oh, well, thank you for the information. Oh, my God. It was so awkward. And so I get to the back and I get sat down and she's like, do you want it in your right arm or your left arm? And I was like, my right arm. She's like, oh, are you left handed? I was like, no, but I just got some tattoos in my left arm. And I also have heard that people have gone to other vaccine clinics and they've chose a tattoo or to uh, do the vaccine in the arm that doesn't have any tattoos. So I'm like, what? I thought that was going to, I thought they were going to tell me I had to get it in my right arm anyways. And so she says, okay, just so you know, you're probably going to have mild headache, body aches. Um, you could have fever chills. She like runs down everything. And then she says after the first one, but you're definitely probably going to have some flu like symptoms after the second one. And then I said, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I was like, I haven't had a vaccine since I was probably like a kid. And she was like, you don't get the flu shot. And I was like, no. And she said, why? And I said, cause I don't like feeling sick. And I know so many people that get the flu shot and feel sick afterwards. Now don't come at me for saying that because it's, I I'm not saying they're injecting you with the flu. I'm just saying I know people that get the flu shot, plenty of people and feel sick afterwards. So I don't want it. And she was like, you don't get you don't or she said, you don't feel sick after a vaccine. And I was like, pretty sure you just told me I was going to feel sick after the second round of this vaccine for sure. Anyways, I was like, OK, I'm ready. But can you count me down? So I turned my head away because I didn't want to see. And so she said three, two, one. She put it in. It feels like felt like that needle was going in for a lifetime. And then she told me to hang out around the store for 10 minutes. So I did got myself an ice cream cone because I deserve that shit. Oh, my gosh. The thrifty ice cream at Rite Aid is so good, but they have to go through through so many different precautions now with COVID just to give you a fucking ice cream cone. He had to wash his hands, put gloves on, put net, put a net on his hair, on his head, um, wash the ice cream scooper, and then he can't put it in a cone. He has to put it in a cup and then put the cone on top like it's a whole thing so I felt kind of bad but please believe I'm gonna get another one next time I have to go get the second vaccine so I was fine after 10 minutes I came home I woke up in the middle of the night and was like had had been definitely sweating my arm felt like it belonged on my 600 pound life like uh, my body was just aching that whole next day I was just posted on the couch like I felt so drowsy and just out of it and had the worst headache and my my body ached like I hope like I fucking hiked half dome or something but like no fever I wasn't throwing up or anything it wasn't like that I just felt really fatigued and really like like, oh, just sore and my arm hurts so freaking bad. So I'm laying on the couch and all of a sudden I get a phone call 
And they're like, is this Megan? And I was like, yeah. And they were like, this is boop. I'm, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to give you all the details. But I got the job that I interviewed for. I'm so excited because I wasn't expecting to hear from another week and of, for another week. And of course, they call me when I'm like feeling so drowsy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I also felt really emotional at the time. So I like started to tear up. I was like, thank you so much. I'm so excited. And so, you know, he told me about like the drug screen and the background and everything and what to expect next. And I was like, that is so freaking great. And we got off the phone and I had a little more pep in my step for like 10 minutes and then I slept the rest of the day and I was still able to sleep that night which like never happened so you know I really was not feeling good but yeah I got the job I'm so excited I had to go do a drug test yesterday isn't it so funny how I mean obviously I know I'm gonna pass the drug test but I still felt anxiety when I left I was like oh my god this makes me feel so nervous also drug tests like can't you just take my blood or like a strand of hair because I peed all over the place trying to pee in this small ass little cup and then there's not a sink inside because you know you're not allowed to flush the toilet you're not allowed to wash your hands so I'm just like covered in pee holding carrying my pee to the woman it's just so uncomfortable but then I had to start the background check which I also know that I'm going to pass because when I worked for the DOJ I had to go through a like three months month extensive ass background check so like I'm not worried about any of it I just feel so relieved that I have a job and this job I mean if you know where Brett works that's where I got a job If you don't, this is one of those things. Someone that I know recently had a baby and people have been like, show your baby. Why aren't you showing your baby? And she's just like, I'm not really comfortable yet. That could change. I might be comfortable sharing that with you down the line. But right now I'm just not going to. And it's not that I just don't know who listens. I mean, not that it matters. It's not like I'm working for like the CIA, but I don't know. I just kind of want to keep like my real job and like my fun job separate. So if you know where Brett works, that's where I'm going to be working. And I'm really excited because this is like a set up for life, lifetime job, like great company, great benefits, great pension. This is it for me. And I started doing the background check over the weekend, started filling out all the paperwork. And I reached out to one of my most recent bosses about giving her contact information so that they could contact her. And we had a little bit of a conversation and there might be something else coming soon that I'm really excited about. So I just feel like things are falling into place. But I also feel like while when I start this new job, I have about a month, a little less than a month. Things are going to be hectic. Like, I don't know how I'm going to fit everything in. Obviously, I'm still going to do this podcast, but it's going to be trial and error. Like I was thinking I might record each day and put it all together on a Tuesday, or I might have to change the day that it's released. I'm not really sure yet, but I'm obviously still going to do it. I'm still going to do my show in Oregon. I'm going to make it all work. I'm just so freaking excited to finally have a job and I feel so grateful to finally have a job and I can't wait to get this office all set up. So I'm going to move into this office where I normally record. This is normally where Brett works and he's going to move into another room that we're going to turn into like a bedroom office just because all my podcast stuff is already set up in here and it would be such a pain for me to move into another room when Brett can just take his monitor and hook it up anywhere. So I'm going to stay in the office. I just ordered some more pictures. I found this Instagram account of this guy who does photography like all over, but I think he's from Sacramento and he posted the most amazing picture of the I Street Bridge and I ordered a couple prints. I'm going to start putting more things on the walls in here and kind of make it my space. I will share his Instagram on my Instagram so that you can just click right to it. But he sells his prints for like pretty cheap unless you want them canvassed or like in frames. I just got the pictures and I'll go to Home Goods and frame them myself. Yeah, I'm really excited. I can't wait to start. I know that it's just going to be the right fit for me. It's just stable and that is what I want. Yay, Brett just got home. The whole time I've been recording, I feel like 
I've lost my train of thought because I'm like, wait, did Benny just make a noise? Is it the wind? Is it Chuck? Are the kids okay? And now Brett's home. I can shut the door and fucking focus while I finish this up. Facebook is essentially just groups now. Like I don't log on and see anyone's statuses. I see all the groups that I'm a part of. So I finally joined one of the Vegas groups because... I don't, Brett talked me into it. I'm on the Peloton group, the women's Peloton group, the UK Peloton group, a black cats group, a cat advice group, Pelo Poodles, Poodles and Doodles of Northern California. Like I'm just on hella groups and that's all I see. And I feel like that's what Facebook is going to turn into, just like groups that you're a part of. I don't hate it. I mean, it's kind of fun. Some of the people are extra, but like I made friends with the admin of the Black Cats group and she's great. And I feel like that group, I love it. Uh, There is some people that post, the only thing I don't like about animal groups is like when people post that their animal died, like I have to skip over it. I just can't, I can't do it. You know, it makes me too sad. And I don't, I don't hate that they post that. Like, I don't mind that they're posting that. Like, you know, some people are lonely and maybe they're the only form of comfort that they had were their animal and it died and they're going to strangers online for support. And I'm not hating on that. I just personally can't read it. You know, it makes me feel sick to my stomach thinking about animals dying. Let's dive into the old archives from the week and see what I've saved from all the stupid ass Peloton people. First of all, someone posted a picture of a lizard stuck inside their Peloton machine. I'll post the picture on What the Chuck podcast on Instagram so that you can see. Of course, I just went to the Peloton save statuses and all the ones that I saved from this week are no longer on Facebook because people put up dumbass shit and get bullied into taking it down. So now I have to check my screenshots to see which ones I saved. Hopefully I did. Oh, here's one that I saved. Does anyone know of a satanic ride I can do? I've been looking for a ride to help me feel one with Satan, but Peloton doesn't make it easy. Any help is appreciated. The first comment that's visible under the status is, I always feel like I made a deal with the devil when I ride my girl. Like what? Go to the Vegas group. What are you people doing on the Peloton group? I just went through my photo album on my phone and now I feel like I just thought of so many other things that I want to talk about this episode, but I normally save notes in my phone, but sometimes I screenshot things that I want to remember to talk about and I don't normally check my screenshots and I just did and I'm like, oh, I want to talk about that. Oh, I want to read this. Oh, I want to talk about that, but we don't got time. If I talked about everything I wanted to talk about each week, these episodes would be like three hours long. Look, I have no problem talking for an extended period of time in a room by myself to myself. No problem at all. I have to pry myself away from this microphone and away from the computer and shut myself up every week. And just to let you guys know, every week I cut about 20 minutes out of each episode because I'm like, okay, do I really need that? This is getting a little long. Can I cut this out? Or I ramble about this for too long. Like I talk about all that diet stuff earlier. I mean... Who knows how much you're going to hear because I ramble for about 15 minutes. You know how I told you about the amber essential oils recently? First of all, my friend Michelle, she lives in the Bay Area. She sent me two candles after that episode. She sent me an amber candle, an amber candle, an amber candle that's almost gone. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's the best smelling thing ever. And then she made me like a jasmine lavender that was supposed to be calming for Benny right when we first got him. These candles smell so good. I need to know how she does it, even though even if I did know. No, because I'm sure she told me a long time ago, 
I wouldn't be able to do it just because I'm not crafty like that. But holy crap, these candles make my house smell so good. But the amber essential oils, since I was going overboard, putting them on myself and on the sheets and stuff, I went to Target last week and I got a, just like a little $15 essential oil oil burner that I put like kind of in the kitchen, kind of in the living room. And it's been making such a difference. I just leave it on all day, put a few drops of amber essential oils, and it makes the downstairs smell so much better and not like a dog. The more you know. That, along with the candles that Michelle sent me, I mean, heaven sent. I don't know how else to put it. It just smells so freaking good in here. <laughs> I told my sister-in-law's sister last week because she got her vaccine the day before me. And I was like, the day that I start, that I woke up not feeling well, I was like, how do you feel after yours? She was like, I feel fine. And I was like, I have a headache and oh, drowsy. She's like, it's probably from all the fucking air fresheners you have in your house. I'm like, okay, touche. I went to BevMo this weekend before my parents came over just to get some wine and stuff. And they had single cans of cacti. My friend Morgan posted that she had to get a case at Walmart. I hate going to Walmart. So I'm just going to wait until the hype is over. But they didn't sell the cases of the different flavors. They just sold two single tall cans of it. I forget. Oh, lime and pineapple. So I got two pineapples. Well, Brett got one and I got one. I haven't drank mine yet, but he opened his and said he didn't like it. So I was like, oh, dang, really? I took a sip. It is so good. It's like a seltzer, but like it's guava. Like it, there's so much more flavor to it than normal. I can't wait to drink mine, but I have like a sip of wine these days and get a headache. So I'm going to save it for the weekend, but it is so good. So if you see the Travis Scott cacti seltzers, I highly recommend getting them because they're bomb. At least I think so. If you don't like them, don't come for me. You know, <coughs> holy shit. That's what I get for trying to tell you guys off. Um, God, it just started joking. If you don't like something that I recommend, you don't need to tell me that you don't like it. Like different strokes for different folks. I'm sorry. I'm giving you, I'm you, what? Not everyone's taste buds and nose scents are the same. We don't, not everyone likes the same things. Wild. If you don't like something that I recommend, keep it to yourself. Okay. Good talk. Unless I'm asking like my merch or like I, if I'm asking your opinion, then please tell me. But if I'm not, don't tell me. We still have the same mattress. We haven't flipped it back yet. And every night we get into bed and Brett's like, this mattress is so uncomfortable. I hate it. The pillow topper that you got didn't doesn't even make a difference. I haven't gotten any. A couple people recommended one from Kohl's and then Costco. And then someone even said Ikea, which surprised me. So I haven't gotten anything yet. We paid the dog trainer. We paid our car registration. We have to get our car serviced. We had to pay for the fence because um, they build us super late. So um, we have to pay, pay a tax bill. So I think I'm going to hold off on the mattress topper for a little bit until I start my job and start making that money. Because right now I can't just be spending like I have money to blow because I don't. But every night Brett gets into bed, complains about the mattress and then sleeps like a baby. So I'm like, OK, you're complaining, but you're sleeping really well. So it can't be that bad. Something else that I just like randomly took the plunge on last week. Um, not skinny, but not fat. She posts pretty often about bite. She also talks about it during her podcast that I've skimmed. Don't love her podcast. Do love her social media. And her teeth before were kind of like mine, like her bottom teeth were really messed up. And so she got bite and it is a, she does promote it on her podcast. She probably did get it for free, but I mean, there's no denying the shift in her teeth. So I saw another person post about it there before and after someone that I actually know. And I was like, OK, that's it. I'm going to look into Bite. So I started Googling reviews, has a five star rating with the Better Business Bureau. People seem to really like them. I searched the hashtag Bite on Instagram. People love their results. So 
I got online and the day that I got on, the impression kit was on sale for 28 bucks. So I just bought it and they send it right to your door. You get a like bite specialist that texts you through the process. Um, so I got the putty and the impression kit in the mail. I fucked up the first one, but it doesn't matter. I mean, it's still, it still worked. And so I did the impression kit from my living room, shipped it back. Then someone's going to contact me about what my insurance covers, how much I can use for my health savings, and then how much I'll pay out of pocket if I want to pay it like in full or if I want to use care credit or if I want to make payments on it. There are so many options and they really do walk you through it. And it's so easy And I post about it and no lie, I probably got like 10 to 20 DMs of people that are also interested, but then I also got like five to six, seven DMs from people that are currently using it and obsessed with it. So I'm really excited, but of course I had a bunch of dental people and dentists come for me in my DMs and I just, I guess I just don't understand. Like I know people that have seen results, like what, what harm is it going to do? I just don't know. So this is the DM that I got after posting about bite. I got this on Friday night. Hi, please don't do bite. As a dentist, I will tell you it's not safe. Seeing how your teeth are positioned, you will not achieve the results that Invisalign will give you. Also, how can you guarantee that you took a good putty impression of your teeth? I had plenty rejected by Invisalign because they were off by a hair. Happy to help you and discount your treatment. Please don't do bite, please, for the sake of your teeth. So here's the thing. If the bite is off or if the if they're not just going to be like a bite, oh, her the putty's off, so we're just going to take it how it is and then hope that it goes well. No, they have over 200 dentists and orthodontists that work for bite part time that go through the impressions that create the plan. So it's not like a fucking Joe from 7-Eleven is getting my impressions and being like, okay, let me build some Invisalign for her now. I'm just calling it Invisalign because what else do you call it? Like teeth trays? I just don't under that was just one of the many messages that I got. My dentist watched my stories. She didn't say anything. So I feel like that not saying anything means that we're a go. Um, but I, I just don't understand. How is it different from Invisalign? It's exactly the same thing, only you're not in person and it's a fraction of the cost. I feel like Invisalign is such a ripoff. So here's the thing. I had braces and then I just didn't wear my retainers. So it's only my bottom teeth that have shifted. When I went in to go do a consultation for Invisalign, they said I would only need it for like 12 to 16 months, but it was $5,000. Uh, fuck that. So with Bite, they expedite it. I don't, they do some type of vibration la 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 that helps shift your teeth or something. I don't know. But I think it's like 1800 bucks, like it's under $2,000. So the price point is significant. And is that because it's a lesser product? From what I've seen, no. And like I said, if my putty impressions weren't good, they're not just going to be like, okay, well, we'll go with them. The guy who is my representative, Connor, he's already said that if the impressions weren't good enough, they'll send me another impression kit free of charge and I'll do it again. I just don't understand how like a different version of Invisalign can be so detrimental to my mouth. Like are all the dental professionals just like in on this big, like, I don't secret like what? No one told me why it's bad for my teeth. They just said that it's bad for my teeth. So how is it bad? And why do I know so many people 
that are doing it and love it or that have seen great results, I don't understand. And there's a lifetime warranty with Bite. If your teeth shift over time, they'll send you new trays for free. I'm doing it. I don't care what anyone says. I don't need a ton. It's not like I never had braces and I need like my teeth shifted significantly. I just need a little maintenance. So I'm doing it. I will keep you guys posted on my progress. If anyone is interested though, I did I do have a referral code. I don't know if it does anything for you, but it does something for me. <laughs> oh no, I think it gets you the impression kit for cheaper. So if anyone is interested, let me know. I was going to go through all of Katie's men cuz they've all been revealed for the next season of The Bachelorette that just started filming like a week ago. I was going to go through all of them this episode, but I think I'm going to save it because normally what I do is I load them on my website, but my website's still down. I'm working on it. So, I don't think that it would be beneficial to post all the guys on my website and then you can't even click on the link. So, we'll do that next episode. We'll go through all the guys. I'll put pictures of them on my website so that you can swipe through and look at them. As I'm talking about them, doesn't that sound fun? First night last night without The Bachelor, I feel like we've been really lucky this past year. We've gotten a lot of seasons back to back, a lot of Bachelor content, a lot of Bachelor news. And even though there isn't a season right now, doesn't mean that there's a lull in the Bachelor drama. For instance, Chris Harrison is suing the network for what he, he thinks he's been treated unfairly. It just doesn't make sense to me. If you want to come back to the franchise, if you want to be back with ABC, don't hire a lawyer and go after them. I feel like that's not going to want to make them give you your job back. I don't I just don't understand what the end game is. And I feel like it's an aggressive move on his part. You know, it's like he said, I recognized what I did wrong. I've recognized what I've said, but he's still being defensive about his words and his actions. Or is he just doing it? Actually, no, he's not just doing it for protection. I've read that he's suing. If he was just hiring a celebrity lawyer for protection to like negotiate going forward, that would be one thing. But if you're actually going after the network, that's like you're not going to get your job back, right? Matt James also not really sure what's going on with him. So he deleted his entire Instagram feed. I posted that on my Instagram and someone messaged me and was like, maybe he blocked you. No, he did not fucking. Why the fuck? Why the I, I fucking can't with some people. OK, I can't. He deleted his entire feed. He tweeted that he was going to find a therapist. And I was like, good for him. He's getting, although giving, getting rid of your entire Instagram feed gives me such bad anxiety. I know so many people that do it, but like that is like a placeholder for life. I can go back and find all these different memories from my life on my Instagram. No way in hell I would ever delete my feed. Not going to happen. But Matt seems to be in a rough place and I understood why he did it and felt like he was taking the necessary steps to get himself healthier, to get himself some help. OK, fully support it. But then his Twitter just got weird. He started tweeting things that didn't make sense. He said 32121, which was some type of historic day. But I don't think that's what he was talking about. Still didn't really get any clarity on that. Then today he tweeted, my moon bags are packed. I, I just I don't I don't know what's going on with him. But I really hope that he's in a good mental space. Well, we know that he's not, but I hope that he has good people around him that are helping him. I just don't know when he reemerges after he's worked on himself. I wonder what that's going to look like. I feel like, yeah, it was so great that he was able to make history as the first back bachelor. Let me start again. <laughs> well, I feel like it was great that he was the one that was able to make history as the first black bachelor. I feel like this season was so detrimental to his mental health. Like, was it even worth it? What did he gain from this season? 
I feel like absolutely nothing. I feel like he lost, if anything. Bree's interview surfaced that was cut out from after the final rose when she sat down with Emmanuel. And she didn't really say too much. She really cried um, talking about her mom and how much her mom is a support system. And she said watching the season back, she realized how much Matt really had his heart kind of set on Rachel and how that was apparent watching the season back. But she did say something that was interesting. She said that she reached out to Rachel after all the pictures had surfaced, all the tweets, all the Instagrams, everything that surfaced and Rachel didn't hit her back which seems crazy to me she was like I mean I understand that she could be going through it but she never she never reached back out to me and we were friends on the season I think that that's so weird and I wonder why Rachel chose to like shut Brie out. It feels like she kind of did that with a lot of people. I wonder if she just felt embarrassed. She didn't know what to say or how to say it. And I wonder what her relationships are going to be like going forward. Because, you know, these bachelor people, they're like friends for life. And over time, it will become apparent who she's still friends with. While I was getting ready for this podcast yesterday morning, I woke up and I went to Matt James's Instagram page and his Twitter page just to kind of gather information. What does his bio say? It doesn't say anything about The Bachelor, not on Instagram at least. And I noticed that he had a link in his bio and it said like flow page or something. So I clicked on it and it's basically a link tree where you can host the links to all your different social media pages. And I was so happy that I stumbled across it because I feel like it's prettier than link tree. It's super user friendly. So So now on my bio, on my What the Chuck podcast Instagram, on my Megan Rage Radio, you'll find my flow page link. And if you click on it, you can find my podcast pages. You can find my merch store. You can find my Twitter, my website. You can find my TikTok. I mean, you can find anything that I'm involved in on my flow page. So click on the link in my bio if you want to shop my merch. If you are, well, if you're listening to this, you already know how to find my podcast. You can find my other Instagrams, Chuck's Instagram. You can find my Twitter if you're not following me there. You can find everything on my flow page. If you have like multiple pages or businesses, I highly recommend um, doing it. It's really easy and it just makes it like compact. You can find everything in one spot, which is just so great. I added my Facebook page to that. Well, my like page, not my personal page, because I don't want you guys all up in my business seeing what kind of groups I'm in, even though I out myself every single week. I know there is a sale um, running right now on the merch. So if you want to buy stickers, drop down Bubble Bitch, um, just my basic logo, you can find uh, the sale on my flow page on my Instagram account. Let's see. Talked about the vaccine, Benny, the job, Peloton, my DMs, Facebook groups, Matt James, flow page, Chris Harrison, cacti bite mattress well folks looks like we're done follow me on instagram at what the chuck podcast thanks for being here um, for episode 43 and i'll talk to you next week don't forget to rate review and follow us on instagram at what the chuck podcast